Meanwhile, my first my first stuff that I was doing was politics. In the, in the early nineties, I really got involved. KMUZ Turner. I wrote it for ten years. Eighty-eight point five FM and one hundred point seven FM in Marion and Polk County. Miraculously, got turned on to a poetry reading somehow. Salem and Kaiser. Practical experience in poetry reading. Like, holy crap! Okay. Taking over the entire planet at KMUZ.org. That's your host. Somehow, much more of a natural as that, and so I became way more of a hosting personality in poetry scene. Mid Valley Mutations. Tonight, we are in full holiday programming mode with the Lob Instagram Noise Fest Christmas with Eden Mananim. MK Ultra Megaphone. Full audience participation at 503-990-6101. And a cast of thousands. We talked to Lob about his career, his role in the Norcal Noise Fest, and how hard it is on his liver to sing the blues. Curl up with a nice cup of cocoa, and warm yourself by the light of the tree. Tis the season, and all of that. And now, here's the host of Mid-Valley Mutations, Austin Rich. Here uh, on the phone with uh, Lob Instagon. Uh, Lob, how's it going? It's going all right. How are you? Uh, very well, very well. Uh, very happy to have you on the program. Uh, well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Well, especially around the holidays, it seems it seems like the thing to do. Well, that's awesome of you. Yeah. Very, so, very, very much in the spirit. Yeah, yeah.
And you're listening to Mid-Valley Mutations, where we have for you tonight a Lob Instagon Noise Fest Christmas. With an interview with Lob, where we talk about uh, his art, poetry, music, life record stores the holidays NorCal Noise Fest all the great stuff that uh, you've come to uh, find uh, Lob to be an expert on now audience participation is happening 503-990-6101 if you want to jam along with the program please uh, give us a ring We'll find a way to get you on. Now, give us a, a couple minutes here while we get settled in and uh, stay tuned because uh, it's a Lob Instagon Noise Fest Christmas here on Mid Valley Mutations and KMUZ. Let's uh, get a few calendar items out of the way. Because uh, there's a lot of things happening soon. And I would love to um, make sure that you can be a part of those things. Next week on the program, you're going to want to tune in for this one. The People Like Us special. Uh, I got, got a chance to sit down and speak with uh, Vicki uh, Bennett uh, of People Like Us, talking about art and music and why we do these crazy things that we do. Um, and she was a lot of fun to chat with. So uh, please tune in for that next week. And then the day after, if you are not doing anything, I recommend checking out the Noise Sember show at the F-Stop Fitzgerald. That's December 16th. It's uh, We're doing a mini mutation there at the show, uh, but there's going to be a lot of other groups there too. It's it's a really cool kind of thing that uh, Heard William's been doing lately where the these shows happen a lot more often and with a, a cool range of guests. Uh, so I recommend uh, checking that out if you can. And then our Christmas program this year the Kelly Taylor show, December 22nd. Uh, we're going to sit down with Kelly. You know, for the holidays, we've been trying to kind of talk with some of these people that are cool, that are interesting, that do fun things. And Kelly uh, is in a local group, um, uh, but uh, play like a rock and roll band. But he also does experimental music at home. And so we're going to talk about that and kind of like the dueling personas of 
rock music versus experimentalism and you know where Kelly happens to lie within that and then uh, if you can wait all the way until the 29th of December that is our Sadgasm New Tears New Year's special uh, the gents from that group have decided that uh, you know Salem has been too sad for too long and so they're gonna give relationship advice here in the studio you call in and you ask the questions they'll tell you uh, their suggestions it's, it's a it's a nice uh, little situation that they've got cooked up and we might even get them to play some live music which would be fun if possible moving on to january january 5th the people who died uh, we're going to do a little tribute to those that we have lost in recent years which is uh, important uh, to do from time to time uh, and uh, it has been too long unfortunately and then uh the 12th uh, tune in for the tim maloney show uh, we're going to chat with a uh, filmmaker and uh um uh artist uh director uh i don't know you know it's always kind of hard to decide how to refer to some of these folks but uh, tim uh makes cool things that are fun to watch you may have heard of cathead theater perhaps um but yeah, uh, he is also heavily involved in the group Negative Land in terms of making videos, and so we're going to chat with him about his career and his connection to that. And speaking of, our second half of the Mark Hostler interview is coming to you on January 19th. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's a, he's a fun gentleman to talk to, and so there was so much that we talked about, we needed two shows. And then on the 26th of January, stay tuned for another four-dimensional nightmare. Apparently, he got rid of all of his gear that he brought last time, and he got all new gear for the show that he's going to do on, in Janu- at the end of January. January. So we're very excited to have him return to the program. Always a pleasure. Audience participation 503-990-6101. And uh, this is a Lob Instagon noise fest Christmas. And it goes a little something like this. appropriate thing that we should talk about first is that there is a new Instagon album or new ish I should say there, it, it is a new it is a new ish album well it, it I actually released it last year in around this time right around the first week of December hmm. uh, as, as an online album and uh, and it's a really good album and I really wanted to see it make it off of online and actually into a tangible product Right. And I spoke with uh, my buddy Steve Davis from Love Earth Music, and uh, he was uh, open to the idea. And it took a little while for it to happen because he lives in Boston now, and it's not uh, his life is a little slower than it was when he was on the West Coast. Mm. So 
but things are still coming out from Love Earth Music, and so we were really, really happy that just recently we had the release of the Black Cactus album, which is a, a collection of songs that were recorded like during the 2014-2015 type of uh, era of what we what I was doing a couple of years ago. Uh, the, the CD version also includes a really long noise piece at the end. Uh, a, a mixer set, something I've done at a noise performance. Uh, so there's like, the CD has two extra tracks. It has a, a one extra live track of the, of the band stuff, and then, another, and then a long noise piece that are not available on the online version. See, another reason to actually get the thing rather than right. just go yeah. online. And the tangible CD has things you can't get online. Yeah. At least at least until somebody uploads them, you know how that happens. Yeah, sure, sure. This, yeah. This, this seems to be a thread that's going through a lot of music right now, though, is that we went through this age for, like, almost the last 10 years where everybody was really excited about the Internet and about digital and, you know, like, let's get the music out to the people and this is this new media. Uh, and now I see a lot of push for that stuff to kind of, like, escape out into the real world, so to speak. By well, well, it's because there's no... There's no real funding happening from uh, you know in the online community. It's not like it's not like you know. I mean, you got to remember that you know when they say the music industry, it's because it was an industry. It used to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not an industry anymore. Now it's like you know, it's really it's really sad. But like people who like spend their lives getting degrees in music and learn to play and go to like places like Juilliard and and Brooks and you know places where they are Mills College and places like that or or you know it's like those places they'll never pay their tuition back playing live music <laughs> right uh, and they'll never they'll and, and recorded music has no tangible value in longer except to be sold through ways of that background music being uh, licensed to commercials and, and films because like recorded music is, is it's three generations in of people who think it's free <laughs> right yeah there is this interesting factor that we're like i'll go to see a show where the, you know there'll be these players who have performed with people that are just like incredible like all over the world and they're playing at this like divey place where they can't even make 20 bucks for gas that night you know and that's the way it is man M musicians like like now like you play like it's it's like really like you, you it's more about it's more about recognition it's not about it's not about it's all about it's all about hits and 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 likes and your recognition numbers right you know if you, have high, if you have high recognition numbers those numbers could be sold things and and as long as you have high recognition numbers you know, if you stop working the machine and trying to stay, you know, you just like want to play music and not, don't care, you're gonna just be able to play music. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting too when you change the stakes for what you are trying to accomplish. You know, like, right? Like, yeah, like, like you know, like that, that's what it is. Some people, music is a calling, and it just reaches out to them, and it happens. And most people are blessed, you know. Yeah. And some people, some people spend their lives learning to do it, and they feel that they should be compensated for all the time and effort that they put into it. Mm -hmm. And you know, it really just some people have different ways of approaching it, and that's what makes it so unique and amazing, actually, as a as a as a, as a forum of thought. Oh yeah. I, 
an expression. I think that sound, sound art, music, all of those things have their own relevance in enlightenment. It's really pretty different. Absolutely. Well, you know, this is a, a, a perfect segue here because I'm always curious, like, you know, a lot of people like to talk about the beginnings of bands and, like, you know, uh, what their influences are, but I'm always more curious of, like, the moment when music went from being kind of a background texture in your life to something where you turned your head and now you appreciated it in a completely different way. Do, do you remember those first experiences of what really... Well, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's like when you're... When you're when you get in on a when you get in a sink, you know, like I don't know, like I I'm really more of a player that plays with other musicians. I really like to collaborate and do things live in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm about, live and in the moment. Once it happens, it's gone, and it's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I I think that collaborate, and I that's because my fondest times still happen when I collaborate with new people. It's still like I get them to reoccur and happen because it's fresh and different and raw. Right, and they uh, know that it's not going to be this like, oh, we're rehearsing that that track again. Make right, sure, make sure exactly. to come in. Like, at I, the... <laughs> it's it's pretty fun and different, and so like from my, you know, like I've had like when I first started doing Instagon it was very different than what it is now uh, hmm. it, it it was probably I think that what it used to be um, the the experience that you saw at NorCal Noise Fest oh yeah that, that was probably a really good representation of the closest thing to what it used to be in the in the 90s oh, okay. than, than that, that's happened live in 15 years <laughs> <laughs> well cause you guys definitely do more of like almost a jazz improv kind of thing. Yeah, like, Instagram on a regular basis is more of a, 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 a live jazz improvisational band. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a jazz jam hybrid, you know? It's, it's, it's kind of a, a, a very, you know, it's, it's live fusion. Yeah, but there is certainly a little bit of a punk rock aesthetic uh, at the sure. core. Oh, sure. You know, like you can yeah, hear. I mean, I'm a sloppy, I'm a sloppy self-taught bass player. <laughs> well, you can I, hear a little I, bit of that naked city in there too, of like the, you know, we're grabbing for equal parts, Miles Davis and uh, yeah. Black Flag, and it's so you know, like it's really awesome that like, like those are really two great names that you bring up because I've had people numerous times, like actually more than you know, more than three, came <laughs> up and have said to me come up and said to me like hey dude you're like miles with a face and it's really (laughs) and i really and it's really fun when they say that that's awesome and when i used to live in long beach i lived around the corner from greg in and greg and i got involved when i moved here to sacramento he and i started actually hanging out when he used to come through town because he knew i was here and like we started playing when probably oh five he came through here and i played and and uh, man, he loves to play with Instagon. I love to play with Greg Gibb. He's
The Lob Instagon Noise Fest Christmas. Meg Valley. With Eden Marnanim and MK Ultra Megaphone. Mutations. Audience participation is happening 503-990-6101. Feel free to uh, join in and uh, contribute. We'd love to have you on the show. project too is that like you can reach out to almost anyone and say like hey you fit into this <laughs> yeah exactly almost anyone it's like sometimes there are bass players that really want to do it and i'm like i don't think it'll work with what you do but i'll try it you know sometimes i'm, I'm not afraid to try it i've had i've had shows with four bass players before it's really fun oh nice. yeah yeah I like that, of like a, the, the um, specific... It was a bass quartet. There were two electric ones and two stand-ups. Yeah. Because, like, the ins- instrumentation also becomes a palette that you can paint with, too, in terms of who, who you pick that plays what kind of thing. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I don't really get... I'm not really afraid of any genre because I can... I can pretty much find musicians that understand that genre and together we can create a live happening that fits what needs to happen. And so like I've played, you know, I've played fair, you know, like, like, you know, like almost like county fair type situations where I'm playing mm-hmm. surf, where I'm jamming surf music and some jazz and, you know, having a good time with it and people are still loving it and having a good time. That's because awesome. Because the people, because the guys on stage are actually really enjoying themselves, and 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 it shows that we're enjoying ourselves. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was certainly an element that came through uh, with my uh, NorCal Noise Fest experience, where not just with Instagram, but with almost every act that I saw, there was like this kind of joy of like, can you can you believe I get to do this? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the scene, you know. Like a lot of noise people don't get to play shows very often there's not a lot of noise shows I, I don't know what it's like where you are but i know what it's like here and finding venues that let you do noise that aren't someone's house is right. really not and, and even that can get troublesome but uh you, you know it's like venues don't really let you do noise shows and we're lucky in the fact that you know we've been doing this here for 21 22 years now <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's been going on so long that it's such a staple in the community that venues will open up to us and let us do it. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, like 
the venue that we do on Friday night at Luna's Cafe, I mean, it's tiny for what we do. It's like, sure. people are like, why would you do it here? And it's because Art has been letting us do it for 15 years there. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we love Art and he lets it happen. He says it's one of his better, best nights of the year. You know? He serves a lot of food and a lot of drinks and has a great busy night. He loves it. Well, those kind of relationships are, you know, invaluable when it comes to not just noise, but art in general, you know? Right. Like, you know, communities uh, have a hard enough time getting a foothold when it comes to anything that's a little off the beaten path. <laughs> sure. When you're doing it, when you're doing outside of sound art and you're doing it loud, like, people are like, what is wrong with you? And it's like, it's like you know, the, the face that people used to get when they were in the punk rock 30 years ago. Sure. <laughs> it has a little bit of that flavor for absolutely because like you know the shows that we put on up here, again, it's probably a similar thing where it's like the the attendance is small. It's these smaller venues. They only really want to do it maybe once a month at the most, and right. even then they're kind of like, well, can we put someone on the bill that's a draw? You know? <laughs> right, 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 right. And it's, and it's hard to like, and it's hard to like get them to. You know, I mean, like that's the other thing is with Northtown Noise Fest, because it's been going on for so long, it has a reputation that it does draw. And it draws, I mean, we booked 50 acts, and so we're, we're, we're good for at least 25 people each day because all those 50 acts are going to show up. Sure. And, <laughs> and, uh, built and in so, <laughs> we, we, yeah, we have a built in audience, but having a built in audience and people walking by seeing an audience and then people hearing about it, I mean, we do a lot to promote it. Yeah. And, so, you know, we promote it really well, and it has a great crowd, and it has a great reputation, and uh, I mean, we, we've been doing it here for a long time, and it, it's just amazing when it turns out, I mean, we have an amazing fest this year. Yeah, well, and I was impressed where, you know, a lot of these kinds of things that I've been to, you meet only other artists, but mostly, you know, like, you know, almost everybody there is all either performing or is a performer of that kind of music. And at NorCal, I was like meeting people who just popped in to see someone play. Like, yeah. we were just like, hey, yeah, I'm just here to see the show. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. They came to see somebody play it and be supportive and be part of the scene. And it's like, it makes it more like, it, it makes it more like a festival. And it, like, but it's actually more like a convention, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's really cool because you do get to meet lots of artists. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, we had cool people walking around and hanging out, and it was just neat, you know? Like, uh, uh, I don't know, I really enjoyed the whole weekend this year, it was fun. There were these moments where I would, like, take a seat because I'm eating a sandwich or having a drink or something like that, and I kind of look around and I just see all these people who are, like, trading cards and, like, chatting about, like, oh, yeah, we well, got to come to this thing over here. They do this thing in this place, and it's great. And, you know, it's just, like, I just love watching the actual networks kind of pop up as all this music was happening was just really inspiring. Like, it made me realize that it is still possible to, like, tour in the U.S. <laughs> uh, sort of. It, it, it is possible. I don't know if it's possible to make any money doing it, but it's possible. <laughs> Um, I think that's a, 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 a still a, a long ways away. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's, it, man, you're, what you're saying, like, really makes me miss that. Because, like, I remember when before, I, before like, I mean, when I moved to Sacramento in 2005 is when I became really involved in running and organizing North Town West Fest. Mm. And so for the first 10 years before that, 
I used to just come to Northbound Noise Fest when I lived in Orange County in Southern California. And so, like, I used to be just part of what you're talking about, and I totally, like, haven't been part of that in 12, 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> Your perspective is a completely different vision all, of what happens. All, oh, all, wow, I really missed that. That was really fun. <laughs> nostalgic for when it was just totally uh, it was like it used to be my best East because i used to just come and set up like a ton of instagram merch i came with more merch than probably like way more than adrian from pulsating football and i was like i would come with so much merch and just have tons of things and different stuff and we'd take up a table and then we'd sit there all weekend and like yell at people as they walk by god look at this yeah <laughs> You become like the uh, the Barker. It was really fun. Like I made that whole I made that whole experience a really different experience because I sat there through it unless I was on stage playing. Right. Which was, which was my one spot during the whole weekend. So the rest of the weekend, I sat at a merch table in front of everybody, going, "Yo!" <laughs> well, and, and that's what uh, those kinds of things need. Because uh, I mean, you know, honestly, when I go to shows now, I realize that like. The enthusiasm of somebody outside saying, "Like, have you seen what's in here?" You know, like, is yeah, have to... you got in there yet? Whoa! Yeah, that's enough to draw me in now. <laughs> yeah, and like, I do a lot of that when I'm walking around at North Town Road because, like, I see people who are in, they get wrapped up in a conversation with somebody that they haven't seen in a long time, and they're standing around outside. And I'll be all, "Dude, you got to go inside and see what's happening." Yeah, I, I know this sounds like it was a really important conversation, but like you're missing out. <laughs> missing it, it's going on right now. Yeah, yeah. Five zero three nine nine zero six one zero one. Audience participation. Deposit your contribution via that conduit. Well, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about that. So you, you haven't been involved the entire time, but. Um, do you remember? I played all of them, but I've been to all of them. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was gonna say. Do you remember those early days? Like, the, I mean, 20 years ago, the noise scene in like the late 90s 
I mean, like, I remember there being one, but, like, I'm just trying to imagine what these festivals are. Well, it was different. Like. It was different because, like, oh, I mean, I'm talking about, like, when we started it in 95, so, like, the scene, it was, like, the mid-90s, and mm. the North scene, I mean, there was a scene because, I mean, the noise, the tape community and the noise, the noise community trading tapes really started in the 80s. And oh, yeah. for those of and for those of us that were in the into the tape community, we realized we like you know we would we would run across these weird tapes, and we were like, oh, what's this? You know? and, and and you would write somebody, you would, they would have an address in them, you would write to them, we start trading tapes with people, and it was like the tape trading network that expanded in in the nineteen eighties when cassette culture really just exploded and through zines too where you'd find and zines, well yeah and zines too yeah you could like find ads and zines to meet other cassette people yeah on the back pages they'd like, be like write to this address and we'll send you our band's tape <laughs> yeah you could get all kinds of things and tapes i mean tapes were easy to do and and, and still are and so like mm-hmm. uh, it was a really fun time and uh, you, the networking that happened from that uh, really laid the foundation for what the the American noise scene became because all those people that were just in weird bands really got even bored of being weird bands. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and 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 started just doing their own weird things and and stopped being bands. Just started being and then and then the things that started happening in Japan that were like, you know, like Masana and Mersbau. Oh yeah. And 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 you know uh, that type of that type of level of sound excursion that was started to come out as something powerful and new out of Japan, and uh, uh, which was really cool, and it just opened up a lot of people's uh, perspectives and horizons for what they could do here, and 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 it really just exploded at that point. I mean, there was really. I remember just, I mean, I worked in record stores through that whole time, and so I remember, I remember having the, the my first experience of people asking for things like Morris Bow, and like, what's that? Okay, let me order it, what it is, you know? Right. Like, oh, what is this, you know? And like, you know, my first experience with things, I mean, uh, bands that really, there are things that, that are out there that are so mind-opening that you can't even pers- you know, start to talk about them, you know? It's like, I mean, I can't even begin to say how wondrous Nurse with Wound is. Oh my gosh. We, we could yeah. do a whole show just talking about... Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Um, like, Stapleton and his mad merry men are insanely wonderful, and... Uh, Oh my But you know, like, that's like a whole other level into it. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you right now that I've asked Matt Waldron uh, from Earaps X, you know, who plays in front of this room, I've asked him to play the last three noise tests, and he still says no so far. But he hasn't He hasn't said no for any reason other than he's been busy. But it's, it's, I'm still trying to get him to play, and I would love to have. That know, would be a pretty cool get, actually. It would, it would it would be really slow. Um, we're trying, but you know, you're, we're kind of circling something that I've been thinking about a lot too, which is like that period where punk rock went from being this amazing like ethic and idea of how to approach art to being a very strict 
set of rules for how you're oh, banned. Yeah, well, that's you know, like there were there 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 the school of punk rock that was the original the original old school mindset where it was be original and be different and be different than everybody else and be yourself and be different than everybody else you know like and that was really what it was all about and then there was the the wave that happened after black flag which it was be fast be hard be fast and hard be hard and fast and fast and hard right and then and then there was the wave that happened in the 90s which which is really like I guess the Green Day wave, which is actually, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's but it's really more the post stiff little fingers wave, um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know, which is what it really is. Yeah, um, you just add that, that filter to the way you write songs, and you get kind of like a, a no effects ish kind of band. Right, yeah, yeah, like 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 you know, like I mean, how much I mean, the whole the whole epitaph sound that was passed down from. Drag Religion to Pennywise to No Effects, you know, to all of those bands, but like the whole epitaph sound that created the California punk rock sound that we're just so buried in, you know? It's like the. the well, and the, no wonder you want to do noise when like everyone sounds like less than Jake, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, personally, I think, I think noise is the last breath of the original punk rock it's like you know like currently right now or like if you told your mom you were into punk rock if you're a kid they, your mom would be all right cool i'll take you to the mall and buy you a new stitch shirt well and she probably has some cds she could let you borrow right exactly and then like but if you like tell your mom you're into masana she's gonna be like the fun with you <laughs> that's not music <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. it's so funny yeah, like, too because you go to this like uh, you know um, essentially convention uh, festival call it call it either one um, and when you, we it say it's noise but like the, the spectrum of the kinds of music you hear over that three days. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we, we use the term noise fest because when we started there was going in, so that's what it was, you know. And then, but obviously the genre has expanded and embraced a lot of different other styles. Mm-hmm. And it's very much, I mean, we really, you know, we look for the most outsider sound art that we can. And that's probably the better, I mean, if we called it the outsider sound art test, I don't think it would have such a veteran ring to it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you'd still get a few people, like, yeah, it would be, who would it, show it up. Would become, it would become much more academic. Mm-hmm. This is Mid-Valley Mutations, and uh, this is the Lob Instagon Noise Fest Christmas show. And uh, we're going to take a little break here and uh, take care of some obligations, and then when we come back, we're going to have more of that interview and more of MK Ultra Megaphone performing live. Happy Holidays!
feel there is a void in your life? Do everyday activities make you feel hopeless and down in the dumps? Well, squeeze the joy back into your life with more accordion every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. More accordion is so diverse, you may notice you have new interests in clowns, accordion flash mobs, heavy metal polkas, and Canada. Not to mention, more accordion is gluten-free and organic. So fill the void with more accordion every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. on KMUZ Turner, 88.5 FM. Fred Meyer donates $2.5 million per year to nonprofits in the Pacific Northwest. If you shop at Fred Meyer, you can help KMUZ. If you have been supporting KMUZ through the Community Rewards Program, you need to re-enroll because Fred Meyer reorganized the program. To enroll, link your Fred Meyer Rewards card to KMUZ Community Radio. Go to fredmeyer.com slash community rewards. You can search for KMUZ there. Then... Every time you use your rewards card, you help KMUZ earn a donation. And you still earn your rewards points, fuel points, and rebates. Rewards cards are available at the customer service desk of any Fred Meyer store. For more information about supporting KMUZ through this program, see fredmeyer.com slash community rewards. And, you know, I think it might be time <coughs> to hear a little bit from uh, the weather computer. So, uh, weather computer, what have you got for us this week? Thank you, Austin. This is the Mid-Valley Mutations weather computer, and here is a look at the local weather, brought to you by Holiday Cheer. We like to joke, and we like to kid, and we also constantly remind you of the terrifying things we all have to face regularly. But this time of year, it's nice to set all of that aside, and enjoy some holiday cheer. It's not only good for what ails you, but it helps you remember the spirit of the season, and brings you closer to the ones that you love. Holiday cheer. Available at your local drugstore. Tonight. Some clouds. Low of 29 degrees, which is below freezing. Be careful out there. Winds light and variable. North by northwest at 2 miles per hour. Hardly worth making a Hitchcock joke, really. Sunrise at 7.38 a.m. Tomorrow. Some clouds in the morning will give way to mainly sunny skies for the afternoon. High of 47 degrees. Winds light and variable, north at 3 miles per hour. Sunset at 4.30 p.m., meaning you go to work when it's dark, and you come home when it's dark. Gotta love December. Weather spoiler alert. Weather spoiler alert. There is an air stagnation advisory warning for the area, effective until 10 a.m. Monday. Due to stagnant winter air conditions, pollution may accumulate, making it difficult to breathe. If you suffer from a respiratory illness or have trouble breathing, please follow your doctor's advice until the stagnant air has passed. This has been a weather spoiler alert. 
and that was a look at the local weather, brought to you by Holiday Cheer. With seasonal affective disorder, and the other affective disorder currently living in the White House, it is extremely easy to let ourselves come down with a big case of the drums. Instead, why not pick up a case of holiday cheer? Now, in the 16 and 32 ounce bottles. Holiday cheer. Let all that misery wind up soaked and slurring with a new attitude. That's our guarantee. 180 proof holiday cheer. You'll only regret it in the morning. Now that you're feeling warm and fuzzy from what you've topped off your mug with, it's time to get back to Austin and Mid-Valley Mutations. The Log Instagram Noise Fest Christmas. Mid-Valley. With Eden Marninim and MK Ultra Megaphone. Mutations. That's right. And uh, we are chatting with uh, Lob Instagon, uh, the head of the uh, Instagon Foundation, poet, artist, uh, ringleader, uh, call him what you will. Uh, we had a really good time uh, joining him for the NorCal Noise Fest uh, this year, which um, I should state for the record is not exactly noise only. Uh, some people were kind of concerned when they heard the noise part of the noise fest and thought, oh, is it going to be all harsh noise? Some of it, but not all of it. Um, noise fest is kind of a blanket term, kind of like what we were discussing uh, in the call, where you know it's really trying to uh, encompass all of those other things that are not necessarily pop music. <laughs> basically <laughs> um, and so uh, you'll hear some stuff that's kind of noisy but you'll also hear just the way we are and uh, I hope you dig it 503-990-6101 deposit your contributions to the show via that conduit and now uh, let's squeeze in a little more lob before the top of the hour We call it the outsider sound art. Um, well, and then someone did have to give a lecture about Daniel Johnston versus yeah, Russell Willis, and it, yeah, it would be that kind of thing. That would be yeah. like what, much more, much more. I mean, we've had those things happen, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. In, in over twenty-one years, don't, we've explored every aspect of it. I mean, we performed. If there was a noise fest year at, at Sac State. There was, you know, we've been, you know, we've done all kinds of places all over the city and done all kinds of weird things. Uh, if, if we did a we did a year our 15th year we did like six nights in a row oh, yeah. whoa. <laughs> like, uh, it's it's pretty crazy and fun yeah, that, that's a good thing too is that like with that kind of variety in the acts that you can get and that long of uh, um, lifespan you really do start to explore almost every nook and cranny and then invent a few of them along the way oh totally it's totally, uh, you know, like there there are things, yeah, that are that have just, you know, things that are that have grown at Noise Fest. There were there were there were numerous things this weekend that were grown at Noise or you know during the Noise Fest this year that happened uh, that were 
that were grown and there were a couple of very unique special performances that were exclusive to this year's happening and you know all of that stuff is very true there's a little bit of like a almost kind of a situationist or data um angle to it as well because there, there are these moments where i was watching people walk past luna's cafe through the window <laughs> and like that's a, great, that's a great view and you get almost every flavor of reaction to yeah it depends on what's happening on stage too yeah and and it, and it oh, was okay. like people ran in and was like they couldn't get in fast enough to like puzzled confused you know it was a it was a really wonderful spectrum so. yeah the whole uh, that, that 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 that's such a wonderful experience watching people try to figure it out <laughs> i'm sure that you've uh, you've probably had every ridiculous question asked to you uh, by passerby we've been in we've been in really crazy situations because of it mm. you people know like, getting angry or Oh yeah, people can't handle it. There was a year we were, we, we we were at a hotel. We we stayed. We had noise fest happen at a hotel, and we used one of their like lecture halls to where, uh, which was actually a converted garage that hmm. uh, this this hotel had, and so it had really shitty, uh soundproofing or, or any any acoustics to it, but it was a cool space for us to do noise fest in, and, and we did it to where we we had a deal to where if you came to noise fest, you could get a deal with the hotel, and so a lot of us stayed there, and we just oh. party. It was a really fun, it was a pretty fun weekend. Nice. But during during the first during the first night uh, that we were there, a guy that lived next door became very upset. And, no. and really angry because it just kept going on and on all day and started in the afternoon and it was just forever and ever and ever. And he was became really drunk and angry and came at us came at us angry and then went home and came at us again with a samurai sword. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and and like like drew a sword on us and we had to like call the police to have them come to noise fest. <laughs> Whoa, that's <laughs> it was. See, it, that, that's kind of one of those stories though, where like there is something else going on in that gentleman's life, you know, like. Yeah, obviously, but it was really like an amazing, you know, we actually didn't press charges and let him go home but sure 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 Try to the, hotel was pretty mad at us. the hotel was pretty mad at us for drawing the attention and all and pissing off the neighbor and so they didn't let us have the second day there and so we had to move it uh with with no space and nowhere to go and it ended up we ended up moving it to the emrl at the second day of the emrl really really fun hmm. cool well you, at least you're able to stop which is where we had the, the party at, the after party, you know? Mm, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, that space is a really interesting location. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where we had, that's where we ended up having the, the secret move, we moved the show, and it, it was raining, and we had to, like, park in the street, double park to load up those stairs. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I was just thinking that, like, oh, wait, loading gear. <laughs> yeah, it was really, like, ugh. <laughs> A rubber, a rubber of cement played there, and it was amazing. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, I have, I, I have to compliment you guys on the uh, organization. Like, I've been to some of these things where, like, you get there and you think, like, okay, well, there's a, a, a quick and efficient way we could do this, or the way they are doing it here. Um, yeah. Uh, going to NorCal, I was, like, impressed. It was, like, there was really, like, a ticking clock, and everyone was, like, okay, you're on. Get up there, you know, like... That's, you know, that's, you know, the, the, the angle from that, okay, like, this is from my point as a guy that, like, I mean, I book and organize all of this stuff and put it together, and I, I also book bands on a regular, consistent level weekly here in Sacramento, and I used to book a bar in Orange County for a few years, and I booked, you know, numerous bands a night. This is every, not your first rodeo. And so, like, yeah, I understand how bands need to be told how long you know you don't you don't want to you want to tell them where to put their stuff you want to tell them you'll come tell them when it's time to get their stuff and 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 having someone manage a safe space is really what it takes yes and so like and that's what i do i make sure that you know i make sure that everyone knows when and where and how you know have to have it has to happen this is when your set is, this is when you need to be there for your set. I'm gonna give you ample time to set up your gear and I'll come find you and tell you when it's at. And as long as everybody's prepared and knows what the game is, it moves like clockwork. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was very my fun to be a, a part of that where like I, I got swept up in the whirlwind of like, oh hey, and now I'm I'm setting up. Oh hey, and now we're on stage and oh hey, now we're breaking down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really it was kind of great like i mean and you need that uh and i and yeah. i mean maybe that's a lesson to venues who are hoping to replicate what you guys have is that you know if you if you want to focus on any one thing first get hire me yeah. <laughs> right exactly <laughs> hire law they'll figure it out for you <laughs> uh, but like the stage managing aspect like it cannot be undersold no, I agree totally. Yeah. It's totally like I think it's the problem with a lot of venues is that they don't have they don't have anyone that manages what happens. They just tell bands, all right, over there, go ahead. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I want to get back to Instagon, but I had a couple more questions about uh, the Noise Fest because I imagine in 21 years uh, you probably had a few like exceptional uh, performances that kind of stick out in your head. Um, are there any that you want to mention or? Give a well, like that one, the one that I just mentioned, seriously, uh, Rubber House and Mad, the BMRL was pretty amazing. Sure. Because uh, it's such a big, giant, open space, and watching him freak out in there has been really awesome. But we've had some really great noise fest. Uh, this year, I was, I mean, it was really amazing that Monty Kazaza came and hung out with us again for two days. Mm hmm. And did a performance with Bertonin, and it was really just awesome to see them there. Uh, the performance he did two years ago, uh, him and Mary St. Mary did a performance with Behrman two years ago, and it was seriously the, the first performance he's done anywhere since like the 80s. Whoa. But like, it was really amazing just to see him hanging out with us this this year. Yeah, there were, uh, it felt like there were luminaries around every corner this year. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really fun. Um, there was neat people everywhere. Uh, but there's, like, I, it's really hard for me, especially to just think about, I mean, I've had some really great Instagram performances. Uh, mm -hmm. one, of, one of my favorite, you know, probably some of my favorite Noifest performances are really from the early days. Uh, I really like some stuff that, like, Floyd from 
the guy that runs that space EMRL, like he's like the guy that created Noise Chest. Hmm. And like him and a couple other guys, they're like one of the, and they he used to have a project called the, the Conceptual Music Union. Hmm. And he did a performance once where uh, it was a, a jazz ensemble with a drummer and a bass player. And then he played, uh, had a, a, a pane of glass and like a small like a, a model car motor hmm. and and the glass had a piece of, had a contact mic on it and so we had a jazz band playing behind him doing like okay. and then he'd like take this motor and hit this pane of glass and it would just be like <laughs> and it was one of the greatest things i ever saw wow I'm jealous now. I want to see that. <laughs> it was so smooth and so cool. Just and they were all dressed in in white shirts with black ties. Very cool. Very nice. Very smooth and that. Um. Uh, I don't know. Jeez. That's something old that was really fun. Um. I really this year I was really blown away with. Uh, Sidewalk Group Area did a set with a Moog that was just so vibrating and sonic and raw. Really cool. I really dug that set a lot. Yeah, that was that was impressive. Um, uh, my set was fun. It was like <laughs> yeah, no, and, and like just in general, like I feel like when you look at who has pl- like a list of who has played NorCal over the years, it's. I can't wait. I gotta. I gotta. I'm gonna update that list. I think tonight. Everybody from this year. No, yeah, because I mean, it, it is a it is a pleasure to be among those artists there. And well, and and then closing with the uh, Big City Orchestra is always it's always fun. Oh to see yeah, they're so much fun, and you never know what kind of weirdness they're gonna do. It, it used to be really sonic, and then like in the last few years, it's become much more of a performance art piece. It's like. What happens? Yeah, I kind of like that about them, where they're always little pushing a little bit further into like, yeah. what what does what does it mean to be a part of this band? You know, I've I've been I've been part of their band. I've done some recordings with them and like sang vocals on some stuff. Like I was part of their pirate shanty Hmm. Okay. That was really fun. Yeah. Uh, and then they do a, you know, they do a regular, they do regular, lots of radio. Familiar with their radio? Oh they, yeah, yeah. I follow them uh, on the uh, on the social medias. Uh, and, cool. Uh, yeah, they're, they, they're, their radio show, the radio show that happens out of their um, their basement studio is so much fun to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was supposed to do it recently, just before Noise Fest, but my unfortunate vehicle situation has made it smooth where I couldn't get out there. Oh, the saga of the truck, yeah. The saga of the truck, and so I'm hoping that I'm going to get to go see them again sometime soon, drop that place, but I really like playing with this place. Yeah. They, I, they like, they, they really want, every time I come out there, all they want me to do is read poetry. <laughs> well, they, they know I, what they like. I have so much poetry, and they love my poetry. Like, yeah, we'll give you a mic for two hours, read poetry. <laughs>
98.5 FM and 100.7 FM in Marion and Polk County. Salem and Kaiser. Taking over the entire planet at kmuz.org. The Log Instagram Noise Fest Christmas. Mid Valley. With Eden Mananim and MK Ultra Megaphone. Mutations. And you're listening to Mid Valley Mutations here on uh, KMUZ. And uh, this is the Lob Instagon interview. Uh, I got to speak with Lob a little bit ago, uh, inspired from our uh, experiences at NorCal Noise Fest this year, which were really, really tremendous. Uh, we got to see a lot of cool acts. We got to meet a lot of cool people. And uh, we just had a great time in general. And one of these characters that we ran into was Lob, the organizer who, you know, behind the group Instagon and you know I don't know if we mentioned it enough during the little interview section uh but um yeah he actually has a brand new album out uh which is Black Cactus which we've been playing excerpts of mixed behind (laughs) all of the nonsense you've been hearing throughout the show um but uh yeah Black Cactus it's the new Instagon record and it's actually really cool uh I recommend that you spend an evening with that album. I don't think you will be disappointed in the slightest. Now, uh, we have MK Ultra Megaphone here in the studio. Uh, Eden Mononym was actually supposed to join us, and Eden Mononym is MIA as of right now, which, you know, uh, not entirely surprising given. Uh, well, the traffic out there is pretty bad. It's it's cold. So let's hope that uh, Eden is safe and that, uh, well, maybe maybe we'll get lucky and you'll hear a little bit of Eden Mononym joining the show in uh, this hour. Stay tuned. Next week we have People Like Us special on the program, uh, part of our holiday programming jam that we are doing, and then the Kelly Taylor Show for our Christmas program on the 22nd, and then Sadgasm on the 29th. We got a cool calendar, and you can get all the updates at midvalleymutations.com. But you know, uh, we've been talking a lot, and this interview with Lob is cool and all, but like, we're here in the studio, let's jam a little bit. So uh, yeah, we're going to make some noise, and uh, give us a call, 503-990-6101 if you want to join in the fun. Uh, It is a lot of fun. This is Mid-Valley Mutations. Thank you. 
When you were a teenager, or well, I started it uh, in it actually pretty much around the, like in the, in the early nineties. I really got involved. I was writing it, but I was a teenager. I just didn't really do anything with it. I just wrote it. Mm, yeah. So, like, I wrote it for ten years, and then I uh, miraculously got turned on to a poetry reading somehow uh, in my mid twenties and got to go experience a poetry reading. And like, holy crap, what's good? And uh, uh, got involved and became a real natural at it, and then got to be a host somehow. <laughs> much more of a natural at that, and so I became way more of a hosting personality in poetry scene, which kind of was a cool thing because I was I had a lot of stuff going on, and people would come to my readings because I was a really good host. But because you're a host, you end up getting. Uh, sometimes not recognized for being the act, one of the actual artists. Right. So I would get really, I would not get offered readings any longer. It would be really hard for me to like, like I would want to go out and read somewhere and people, it would be hard to read. I, I would have to like, so dude, you know, I, I read, put me as a teacher. You know, I want to come out. <laughs> right, you're trying to convince people. You know that thing that I, I host, you know, I also thing, do it. <laughs> you know, like, I actually do that stuff too. And so like that, so I ended up getting, I ended up getting out of it and uh, uh, just getting, cause because Instagram got, became much more of a conduit for my energy. Much more involved in what it was doing. And it was 
becoming much more consuming. Mm -hmm. Now, was Instagon, <clears throat> like, the idea for it, was that more kind of a... Uh, um, were you looking at other things going like, oh, I'd like to do like an audio version of this, or do you remember? Uh, not at all. Instagram happened in the purest form of chaos and how it should happen. Mm. Uh, it um, was a word that I already had. A word I actually it was actually made up when I was in, like, just out of high school from some guys. Uh, we made this word up and. Uh, uh, there was almost a metal band that happened in the 80s that was going to be called that that I wrote, that I wrote some lyrics for and uh, but it never played a live show it only like maybe rehearsed twice wow is, is that uh, tape lurking around in your basement somewhere? I, I have a tape that I have I don't think I have it anymore I used to have the tape I, I've, I've looked for it a couple of times but I haven't found it uh, the the uh, that would be really fun to find. Yeah, uh, but it's Instagram, so... Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the concept of how Instagram actually happened um, was that initially it was going to be... An, it, was a, it was a conceptual idea from the get-go. Mm. It was ideally planned, uh, being planned by members of a esoteric organization that I was part of called the Temple of Psychic Youth. Okay. So uh, it was a the idea. The Temple of Psychic Youth is a, a a magical organization that was loosely based around uh, some writings that were generated from the fan base of Psychic TV. Mm, okay. Oh. Okay. I'm okay. surprised and I didn't so, put that together quicker. <laughs> okay. And so the uh, the Instagram was initially created by small group of us who were involved in the Temple of Psychic Youth and it was being, it was, it was ideally going to be the U.S. version of Psychic Youth. Mm, okay. Something to happen out of the United States rather than coming out of England and it was going to be something fresh and different that wasn't Psychic TV, but it was going to still be a propaganda arm for the Temple of Psychic Youth, which is what like a TV was at that time, a propaganda arm for a magical organization. Right. Um, at least that's what it portrayed itself as. Um, and it, it, uh, Instagram was initially the idea behind what we were going to do with Instagram. There were four of us that were part of this, this collaboration, and we had a, we had a, a, a ritual that we did for uh, uh, an event. In, in 1993 and after the ritual we did some some percussion type jamming at my friend's apartment house and then after that happened we discussed the concept of Instagram and that it was going to be a that all four of us were going to create four separate bands and all of and all of those bands would be completely different ideas but they would all be called Instagram and that we would all we would all work these bands in, uh, in a way to where we would book shows. We would get we would find an agent and get an agent to start booking the show, and we would you would never know which band is what we hear. <laughs> I 
but there would be four separate bands called in today. You never know which one. Um, and so as it progressed, the other three guys, uh, they're one of them did a solo noise project. One of them was not able to do a, a sound project, but she didn't make it. And he was very much into the Ramones, but he wanted to get a band and couldn't make it happen. Got it. And uh, uh, maybe, I don't know. I, he just didn't make it happen. And then uh, um, another one joined this, this uh, band called Takachi that was a, 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 a Orange County based. Um, percussive thing, very, very tribal, percussive based thing. But Instagram evolved in a way that took on its own way, where it's like, I started doing performances and I would invite everybody that I knew to have sound No matter what it was, now we expect everybody. Let's bring it. And we would, and whoever showed up with gear got to be an Instagram. And we would play venues and, you know, it would be 15 to 20 people and it would just be like a wall in all right everybody's in go <laughs> uh, and that must have been pretty magical too to like yeah. you know like the, the band's coming in and it's like one after another another person it comes was in. really and so eventually we ran out of places to play because no one the word got around what we were doing and and so i would so i started to change the idea of what it was you know so that we could, so i could get gigs again right so it went through this ambient phase to where it was really quiet and I could like get quiet gigs and it was really fun hmm. and then it went through this you know it went through all these phases and then uh, around 19, late 1997 1998 uh, after you know five six years of being years uh, it, I had this happening where I ended up playing bass with a live band and it was like the first time that I actually played bass with a live band on stage with people and it really wasn't just like jamming with some friends and and it kind of took this different turn at that point and, and Instagram became this like oh wow I can do something very musical with it and I you know, and I kind of started really approaching it and I spent some time checking out band leaders and how they led bands mm. and read some articles about Frank Zappa and James Brown and things like that. You know, tried to make it like, like find out how they talked to bands and interacted with them in a way to where uh, you give cues and how those cues are perceived and where they are and what they mean. And um, I have a very few simple cues when you play with Instagram and it's pretty easy to get a band and do it pretty fast because I've worked it for 25 years now. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so there was not a group before Instagram that you... There, there was a group before Instagram. I didn't play bass with it. I played harmonica sang with a blues band. Oh, okay. Interesting. And, uh, and uh, it was really fun. There's, a, there's a, a, a release of some recordings from that that are available on the Instagram Foundation Bandcamp page. Oh, funny. And uh, uh, there was this band, it was called The Lost High Desert Portage. Hmm. It was uh, a, a jammy blues band that happened out of Orange County in the early 90s. Got it. Uh, I was friends, me and some of my deadhead friends, and uh, I played harmonica and sang. But I, being my personality and who I am, I was also the booking agent and managerial person 
that got us gigs and made sure everybody was there on time. Mm, yes, that but is a very important role. <laughs> all that stuff, and so it was very cool up until the point where it became so tedious to make sure that five guys were there <laughs> and with their gear and that I had enough time to maybe drink a, a good half a pint of whiskey at least <laughs> loose enough to sing the blues. Right, oh my gosh. If I wasn't loose enough to sing the blues, then I was going to be a mouthy punk rock asshole a month ago. <laughs> Which can also be fun. <laughs> and so um, I would go on to the mic really angry at them a lot of times and we were doing a lot of improvisational type things where I could just make words up and I could nice. and I talk a lot of smack to people and <laughs> it was really really fun but after it was all said and done it was very frustrating and so part of the concept of that was how that was another point of why how it began became what it, what it is now is that I, I don't like band drama mm. and, and so like being with with what happened with Instagram now if you give me band drama and you give me drama of any kind I just don't ever ask you back <laughs> yep you've just lost a band to play with <laughs> see you later you know yeah. have fun with yourself it's, um, it's funny when you uh, put it that way too where you're kind of like you know actually this is for me to enjoy making music and uh, I get to make the rules <laughs> right right exactly like this is my project and you you're here because I asked you to be here, and if you don't like it, then go. I don't. You know, yeah. I can. I can easily replace you. My Rolodex is large. <laughs> right after this many years, I'm sure I no mean, shortage I, of people who want to play. <laughs> I, there, sometimes there's a shortage of people who want to play because they're doing other things, and then, you know. But but some, sometimes it's like it's pretty. It's, it's pretty. It's never really that hard to find somebody. Cool. It's pretty easy to find somebody to play. Nice. The Love Instagram Noise Fest Christmas. Mid Valley. With Eden Mananim and MK Ultra Megaphone. Mutations. That's right. Uh, this is how we celebrate the holidays around here. Uh, we make some noise. And we urge others to make noise as well by giving us a call 503-990-6101. You can join in the jam session and uh, participate over the phone. Now, I'm going to be including a number of links and whatnot in the show notes for this episode. And uh, I know we keep mentioning Eden Mononym, but uh, apparently he is MIA. We hope he is fine. We hope that all is well. Um, and I will make sure to report his condition as soon as I know it. Um, but uh, he's not quick. We might miss being on the air. We only got another 40 minutes of this. This is MK Ultra Megaphone on Mid Valley Mutations. Bringing you a Lob Instagon Noise Fest Christmas. And it goes a little something like this. 
Well, you know, I don't want to keep you for too long, but I did have a couple more questions here for you. And I, one of them is the, and, and we've hinted at this a bit. I mean, you, you have a very wide, diverse range of musical interests. And, uh, you know, I was, you know it's, it's funny. I was following you in October when you were doing your Rocktober uh, posts. Sure, uh, sure. And it was just like, it was fantastic to see somebody who can do an incredibly interesting noise set, can play like fascinating improv jazz, and then also loves Motorhead just as much as the next guy. <laughs> Motorhead sounds... Well, I mean, it, it really like... I mean, I, I managed a, probably the most popular punk rock record store in Orange County for the whole 90s. Mm. I, I was there from... I, I worked in a record store there from... 89 to 2002 and prior to that the guy that owned that record store uh, I, him and I worked at another record store in Glendale, California from probably for like three or four years prior before that so like I worked in record stores from 85, 86 until 2002 Dang. And, so I, I, lived, I lived the entire span of the fall of the industry and the coming of the digital age and watched the whole thing just come and collapse in on itself and sold records. And I mean, I have a big year because I spent lots of time in a record store. Sure. Uh, uh, and it, it wasn't a corporate store. We did lots. I mean, when we opened in the early 90s, you know, we would like get cranked out and be there for three days. <laughs> uh, and we just, just like be, going through boxes. We would, just be, we would just be open, you know. People would come in and hang out with us in the middle of the night. Just, you know, just That's fantastic. Well, like, what a great way to like get immersed in like so much music, too. Yeah, and like, yeah, I mean, you just you listen to whatever you wanted. And, uh, I got turned on to a lot of cool things. I always like to tell people I was blessed to have been 15 in 1980 in Los Angeles. Ooh. Yeah. I, you, we could probably do a whole show of just the shows that you saw in those days. Yeah. So my, my, my expansion in music happened right around that time. You know, like at, at, at that time, like, right, Right as the as 1980 1981 happened, I my opening my eyes opened to music, and it was a really different time yeah. to find out about stuff. How perfect! You know, like the zine culture is going well. I mean, it's it's already so, LA, you know. So zine culture was awesome. You could find zines everywhere. Uh, you know, it was way different. It's amazing the things that we take for granted now, but, you know, because of the internet, the things that didn't, that just don't exist anymore. Right. Yeah. 
as these boxes of tapes are rotting next to my desk. <laughs> that culture was really amazing. And it still is, but it's really harder to find. And it's harder to find people that are very um, adamant about it. You find people that are like novice about it. Mm-hmm. That are like, oh yeah, I want, I like your sets. Your sets are cool. But, but, but they don't like... Like, I mean, I, and I'm kind of that way. Like, I used to be adamant, and I had thousands of cassettes. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I used to be very, uh, a cassette warrior. I would mail packages almost every other day. It's like, but then, I mean, postal rates became unpleasant. Uh, yes. It's, it's like, there's a lot of factors that killed cassette culture, you know? And, and, and then the rise of the digital age, you know, the, 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 now you can just share files. And why would you waste time? It seems like, uh, I mean, you know, on one hand, I'm sure everybody like was moving forward going like, oh yeah, this is progress. And like, I'm sure that's the same thing that everybody says when they start like recycling their books because it's all online. Yeah, but, you know, here, I'll tell you what it is. I tell you, you know, and we'll take you back to a place where, where people, people believe in progress and people believe in the concept of progress, but what they don't believe, what they don't really understand is what they're killing is their actual belief structures. Mm. Because, because what makes what makes interaction through the mail with tangible physical things, even it be a piece of paper, is that those are actual talismans between people. Right. And those and those people it's like like people be, are more in tuned and in touch with people that they actually correspond with. Because they're, it's like you touch this paper, I touch this paper. It's been to both of us and it holds magical elements that transfers energy between us. And those type of powers are what are dwindling on the planet because of the digital energy. You don't send those the, MP3s. The energies, the energy of connection is being lost. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and that was what was so great about this that weekend that we had yeah. in October. Most this weekend is all about connection. It's yeah. really not And like, and you know, going to shows and seeing bands and, live. And that's I mean, and Instagram's all about connecting. It's very much about connecting people. And then there have been bands that have happened and grown out of Instagram. And, had it played and played for a few years and then disappeared and you know like it's it's about it's definitely about connecting and those connections and expanding upon them yeah This has been fantastic to get to chat with you and whatnot. And, you know, it is the holiday season, so I was going to ask as kind of a way to close here, uh, do you have any particular uh, holiday uh, musical interests that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I would say my currently, for the last couple of years, my favorite holiday band is the Angry Snowman from Canada. (laughs) Yeah, I still have not seen them. I really, oh, I need need to. 
I love the English Newman. I would like to see the English Newman, but I love all the releases that they put out, and they're so funny and so it's great to talk about parody. Um, uh, Instagram has a Christmas release called So This Is Christmas that mm. you put up on the Instagram Bandcamp page. It's really old. Uh, I did it maybe 25, maybe 22 years ago or something like that. It's, it's pretty old. Nice. It's a it's audio collage that happened live and then got recreated later. But, uh, 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 yeah, so this is Christmas. There's that. Um, yeah, well, that's definitely one of them. Those are my, I really like, yeah, I, mean, I really like the Andrew Snowman. They're fun. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll have to play one of those uh, on the program as well. And, and uh, you know, uh, I guess there's one last question. So I'm going to be featuring throughout this show some of my favorites from the this last uh, NorCal Noise Fest. Uh, is there uh, one or two that you uh, would uh, feel like I would be remiss if I omit them? Um, I think the Vertonin set with Monty Kazaza is definitely worth checking out for sure. Absolutely. Um, I, I, like I mentioned, the uh, the sidewalk Rivera set is really good. Um, here I'm looking through my list right now to see what I like. There were some really great sets this year. Yeah, Burnt Dot was one that really stuck out for me. Of yeah, Burnt Dot was Burnt Dot. That's two years in a row that they've just blown us away. Yeah, they. They played last year for the first time, and they were so awesome. Yeah, I, that was one where I was like, "This is something I'm gonna revisit." <laughs> last year, last year, last year, they we did this thing really swell. Like, I actually, there was a bit of magic that happened last year. Uh, in 2016, there was a duo with Kevin Corcoran, uh, and. Um, Hold on a minute, I want to look something up really fast. I'm having a mind fart. Hold on really fast. It happens to all of us. Yeah. So it's Kevin Corcoran and Jed Boyd, Jennifer Boyd, and they did this duo, and they're from San Francisco, and they were in the same set. You know, because how I do things where we have two play in one room and then one play in the other room, and back and forth. Jen and Kevin were in the same set with Bert Dot. And so they were all four on the main stage, like two on one side of the stage and two on the other side of the stage. And so like they were setting up and they were like getting stuff tuned up between them before we had done any sound check. And I was like, oh my God, you guys all have to play together. <laughs> like, like listening to the four of them just noodle around with their stuff, I was like, okay, so here's what's going to happen. You guys are going to start your set, and it's going to go for like, you know, 20 minutes, and then after, right when it comes into the close to 20 minute mark, I'm going to tell them to come up and start their set. And I want you guys to play together for like a good another five minutes, and then you guys leave the stage and let them play for the rest of their set. And so like, there was this, I created this total transitional thing that happened and it happened on uh, day three of last year that involved Burn Dot just because they were so amazing and magical when they happened. And so this year I, w I made sure to let them play it by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> As a, oh, I'm sorry I controlled it too much last time. <laughs> yeah, I totally wanted it. And they were just so good. Oh. Yeah. I, Burn Dot, 
pretty awesome. That stood out in my mind, too, because, uh, I mean, there's so much that I have no idea what to expect, and so my experience of kind of, I'll check this out and check this out and check this out, and that was one where, you know, I felt like I had seen so much already, and then that one really caught my attention. Yeah. Um, I was really... Uh, I really enjoyed the set from uh, uh, Trep and Bent as well. Mm. His set was really awesome, and I hadn't seen him in years, and it was really cool to see him be so controlled and powerful. And I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, looking around at my list here. Um, I really enjoyed... Uh, Baby Billy set with his son. That was really cool. Oh yeah, like on, on, on the, like the second I'm or third to... act, right? Yeah, but I really enjoyed that. That was yeah. really fun. Yeah, th that was a really adorable. I think I got a few photos of that one. I'll put one in show what? notes because you um, sh it should see it. It's really cute. Yeah, that's cool. Um, cut shutters was really amazing that night. Mm -hmm. From Texas. Yeah. That, w that, that was the other thing, is the representation of all over the U.S. I was, like, really impressed. <laughs> yeah. We had and even Canada and Mexico this year, and Puerto Rico. It's, like, really cool. Yeah, yeah. It just goes to show, like, this is not something that's, like, kind of a, a niche in only the cool cities, but, like, it's, it's happening all over. I really enjoyed your set. It was really swell. Yeah, I mean, it, I, we had so much fun, too, and, and we were really kind of going mostly to explore, and the chance to play was kind of like a secondary, like, oh, and we get to do this, too. We got we to gotta get ready. <laughs> you know who was really amazing? Hmm. And it was awesome that we could get him to come? Was that guy, Joel Thrower. Oh, yeah, Joel Thrower. That was, That's yeah. Nice. That guy is crazy. Yeah, that was super fun. And I had no idea what to expect. And again, like it was, it was something to be seen. It's like, I mean, and, and I mean, he hasn't played anywhere in a couple of years because no one could get in Joel. But now Joel Cole is made available again. And, oh, it was great to see him out. Yeah, so and it, was, it was good to see Joel Cole around again too. I hadn't seen that's, it in a that's while. True. But I mean, it was great to see Joel Cole play because I missed seeing that guy. Either. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, you know, this has been super fun to chat with you, and and uh, you know, I'm I'm definitely coming back again uh, next year. Uh, cool. But uh, but yeah, uh, it just you know, it's kind. I felt like for Christmas this year, we needed a little noise, and uh, yeah. what, what better way to usher it in than with Law of Instagram? Well, I try. I, I I try to bring the noise. I try to bring some good jam. You know. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, you have. An I try to bring. Hmm? I try to bring. I try to hold up that end of chaos for sure. Yes, yes. I, 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 anytime we can bring a little chaos, uh, I think we're doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you again for calling. This has been excellent. Well, thank you. It's been pretty swell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope you have a great show. Yeah, yeah, I, I will. And uh, you have an excellent evening. All right, you too. Bye. Love Instagram Noise Fest Christmas. Mid Valley. With Eden Mananim and MK Ultra Megaphone. Mutations. And uh, this is KMUZ 
we're getting into the back end of the program here and it you know it is a holiday season it is a noise fest christmas we have been playing samples of the noise fest groups behind uh the performances tonight along with jamming along with all of this and uh yeah i thought it might be kind of fun if we jam along to this uh instagon track so this is christmas audience participation 503-990-6101 please uh, do not hesitate to join us as we celebrate the holiday so this is Christmas so this is Christmas. 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 So this is
I think that's gonna do it for us this week here. Uh, I lob Instagon noise fest Christmas. I hope uh, Eden Mononym is okay. Um, and uh, you know, we've got a lot of cool things on the calendar, but the things that you need to know about are this month, People Like Us next week, Kelly Taylor for our Christmas show on the 22nd, and Sadgasm for our New Year's show on the 29th. Uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, to do this, and um, uh, please uh, continue to support KMUZ. C- continue to support uh, Mid Valley Mutations. This might be the last time that we get to jam together this uh, holiday season, or this year for that matter, if I'm not mistaken, uh, at least for MK Ultra Megaphone. But, um, you know, uh, these things happen, and we will be jamming again together very soon on the radio um but yeah this is a good way to send out the year to kind of give them a little holiday blast and uh send them on their way you guys are wonderful you guys are beautiful and without you there will be no show oh please uh i will give out updates as to eden mononym's condition as soon as i know so um please uh stay tuned for that uh either on the social medias or on my website midvalleymutations.com Be seeing you. This is going to air in December, and it's going to be on a show that I'm going to call a, uh, a NorCal Noise Fest Christmas. But that's on, that's on the eighth, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the rock and you know that's the rock and roll day of reckoning. Oh, it is. 
Uh, <laughs> well, it, it should be. I mean, it's, it's the day that uh, it's Jim Morrison's birthday. Oh. The day John Lennon was shot. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's the day. Uh, it's the day the Grateful Dead officially announced their breakup after Jerry died. Oh, whoa. And I think. I think there's what I think it also is the day Darby Crash died. I think so. Oh my God! You, I think you're. Yeah, it's right around there. Yeah. Yeah. What a what a weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot of mojo coming yeah. in on this show. Yeah. Yeah. The, the December eighth is always like, ooh, that's a fun day. Ah, cool, cool. And uh, again, there's not going to be any like gotcha like. What about this thing I read? Uh, I'm more interested in like. It's all right, I'm all right with that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm more interested. <laughs> Have in you like, read anything? Not that I've <laughs> no nothing that was juicy anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to coming through the the files that you posted today because uh, I, I you know I didn't know you were going to do that today as well and. It, I have a whole uh, an evening ahead of me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I've been like working on those all weekend, and, like getting, making sure that all the data is correct and that there's photos for everything. But everything else is often like there are photos for you know like every individual track has live photo with it. And it's everybody's websites. And that, that's awesome. Yeah, Mid Valley. Mutations. There's so, there's so much stuff where like I'm sitting there in my mind going like oh who was that that did this oh I gotta track that person down now <laughs> so yeah, that's exactly yeah, what every, this is for everything's there now so that's like it's just in a matter of taking the time of the beginning of the uploading yeah oh yeah that can be a beast at the time of uploading but it's like you know it's like it's, you have to do it all in waves too like because like you don't want to keep bouncing back and forth between files until like you like you do all of the you do all of the uploading for the audio first and then you all the uploading for the photo and then you go through individually into each track and write all the details so like it's a long you know what I mean there's 25 tracks this Saturday <laughs> you need an intern man yeah it's a lot of stuff um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all there now. I'm not worried about it. Exciting, but it's awesome. And uh, yay! Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna go and share it here in a bit. So. Uh, all right. Well, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you have a good evening, and I'll and I'll talk to you again soon. This is great. All right. I'll talk to you later, man. Have a good day. Yeah. You too. Bye. Bye.